But he had told them, gather together and pray. And so that's what they were doing. And they didn't know what was going to happen. They were just following what the Lord was telling them. But we know what happened. But they didn't. Just as we don't know what today is going to bring and tomorrow is going to bring. We don't know. But here's what I know. I can put my faith in the Lord, not only because of what I've seen in my life, but because of what I've seen Him do over and over in what is recorded in the Scripture. That even when we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, we know that He is able to do suddenlies. And not only is He able, He does suddenlies. But in order for us to receive the suddenly, we must let faith arise. Even when our experiences speak completely against it, we must let faith arise. And say, Lord, You are able and You are willing and I'm Your instrument, whether I have an ounce of anything in me that feels like I can do something or not, You are able. Because I don't know that the people who were gathered together at Pentecost really felt a lot of motivation. Because their Savior had been taken from them. Now, He had reappeared to them, but yet they were still in this place of what is going on? I thought He was going to rise up and rule, and then He died, and then He left, and He came back, but now He's gone again? What is happening What am I supposed to do? Because those who had killed him were still in control. But they gathered together and they did what the Lord asked them to do, which is what we're doing. And they prayed and they worshiped and then suddenly. And many of you know the account, but I want to look at it again this morning. It's in Acts chapter 2. As they're gathered together, there's a suddenly. And again, we know how the story ends, so it's so easy just to read over it and not really allow it to grasp our heart. But I want you to forget about how the story ends. And I want you to just go and try to understand where they're at right now. Because it's similar to where many of us are at right now. What's going to happen? I don't know. Is our nation going to make it? Maybe not. Maybe not. But what is going to make it is the Lord and those who follow Him because He is able to bring deliverance to those who follow Him. And so, they're gathered together. And in Acts chapter 2, it says, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers... We're meeting together in one place. And then suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Nothing like this had ever happened before. Nothing. They did not know what to expect. It's just suddenly there's this thing that is happening. And and they are not making it happen. It's just God that's doing it. And one of the things that we have seen in recent months is that suddenly things happen and life can change 
And will it ever return to the way it was before? No, not fully. It won't. But that's how life is meant to be. Life, God wants to bring suddenlies into our life that change us. But here's the thing. It can change us towards Christ or it can push us further away. Because as Scripture teaches, in the end, there's no middle ground. There are those who reject the Lord and will live eternity away from Him. And there are those that receive Him and embrace Him. And they allow Him to transform them. And they live with Him eternally. That's the end result. There's no in-between. And so on the day of Pentecost, as they're gathered together, a suddenly happened that they had never seen before. And they would never be the same. And the world would never be the same. Verse 3 says, Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. I think we all know that fire can be a good thing and fire can be a bad thing. It can be used for both good and bad. We've seen a fire rip through our nation. And we've seen bad come from it. But I want to tell you that there is also able to be good that comes from it. But the way that good comes from it is that we surrender and we say, God, burn the stuff that's not of you out of me. And it's not a pleasant process, but it's a cleansing process. And some of us, are kind of resistant to that cleansing like a teenage boy is resistant to a shower. <laughs> but we need to step in. We need to receive the cleansing <laughs> because other people can smell us. <laughs> and that smell is pushing them away. But I need a cleansing. I need a cleansing because I... I don't want that stench to push other people away. And the only way that happens is through me allowing God to burn it away. And many times that happens through a fire. It happens through a fire. And if you've ever gotten close to fire, it's not comfortable. But that's how God burns things away from us. Don't let what you have gone through and what you're going through right now be for nothing. Don't let it happen. Allow God to burn things away. Because as He burns things away, what's going to come out of it is something beautiful and powerful. Because that's what was happening on the day of Pentecost. Something beautiful and powerful was coming about. Verse 4 says, And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them ability. This had never happened before. It's suddenly God moves in such power that something that has never happened before happens. Now today, we have people who try to coach others into how to do this. There was no coaching here. It's just like, woof! Boom! It happens. It's overpowering. 
And when we surrender to the Lord, that's what is able to happen. This overpowering that just overtakes us and who knows what the Lord's going to do through us. But it takes the surrender of being in His presence and, and waiting and allowing the Lord to move upon us. Verse 5 says, At that time there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own language being spoken by believers. This is incredible because when you go back into history, what Scripture teaches is that there was once a time where everyone was united and they were all speaking the same language. And God dispersed them. Suddenly, He caused people to speak in different languages in order to separate them so that they couldn't communicate. Why was God doing that? Well, He had His purposes. Why is God doing and allowing what He's doing? He has His purposes. Why is He separating us? He has His purposes. But His purpose is not for the separation to continue. His purpose is to expose things in the separation. Expose things in our hearts so that He can burn them away and then bring us back together. God was bringing people back together because suddenly He was allowing people to understand one another by supernaturally allowing them to speak in languages that they didn't know. And again, He had done it before where He supernaturally caused people to speak in different languages that they had never spoken before and suddenly they couldn't understand one another. This is what God is able to do. He is able to suddenly change things. And for us who months ago had just been living life and life just seemed to always be what we've always known, maybe we didn't understand this principle. But God is shaking things. And in the midst of it, God is saying, let your faith arise and put your eyes on Me. Quit trying to map out your life Quit trying to just live for yourself. Put your eyes on me and let me use you. And that's what happened here. God brought people together and then He began to use His body to speak out. Because these people that came together and came to see what's happening, what's going on, these were the people who didn't know Jesus and had actually killed Him. But now, God wants to speak to them. And they, the people here, are about to be put in a place where they get to speak and they have the opportunity to speak to people who wanted to kill them. You ever spoken in love to someone who has shown hate to you? Let me tell you, I can't do it in my flesh. It is only a supernatural thing. But here's what I want to tell you. You're able to do it. You're able to do it because God is able to do it through you, but you must be willing to be used by Him in this way. Right now, there is hate all around us. There's a lot of hate. It is so intense. And, and it's all different issues, but it's just this hatred that is coming out. 
And it's so easy. It's so easy to respond in our flesh. I mean, am I the only one that, that has an easy time responding in his flesh? I mean, it's so easy. I just get swept up in the flood. And I'm, I'm ready to fight. And then God says, whoa, whoa, whoa. I bought you. What are you doing? I bought you. You're mine. You speak when I tell you to speak. And you shut up when I don't tell you to speak. If you've given your life to Jesus, He owns you. He owns me. And He wants to use us. And right now, in this flood of hate, just like there was there, God wants to use you to speak out about a Savior. Not to go out and fight and stand for your causes, but instead to speak about a Savior and to speak about a different way. But that means being an instrument that speaks out to people who have spoken hate to you. And it's the craziest thing because I've been there before where I've been like, God, I can't do it. Because <laughs> I feel things deeply. I am a passionate person. And God says, I can do it through you. And He can. When we open up. And that's exactly what happened. I want to um, skip down to verse 14 to the part where all these people are gathered around they're amazed they're hearing their own languages they're seeing these tongues of fire and it's like what is going on and Peter begins to speak to the people who killed his savior and hate him and he says in verse 14, Peter stepped forward with the 11 other disciples and shouted to the crowd, Listen carefully, all of you. Fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem, make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says... I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below and blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is us. We are the recipients of this promise. But if we are going to be the people that are used in this way, we must be people who rely on the Lord and step away from the flesh. Because just after this, what happens is Peter addresses them and he shows them the way to salvation. And what happened is many people were saved at that time. 
But in order for that to happen, it took Peter, who had been the recipient of the hatred and would continue to be the recipient of the hatred, and even was being mocked right then because there were people in the midst of this saying, oh no, there's nothing supernatural happening. They've just been drinking. And in the midst of that, he steps forward and speaks truth And what he really does is he steps forward and just opens up to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit begins to speak truth. So in the midst of the darkness that you see around you, in the midst of darkness that maybe you see in your own life, and you're thinking, this is going to die. You're looking at the seed that John was talking about and you're saying, there's no life here. You're looking at the garden that you worked so hard on But everything that you're being told says nothing's going to happen. And you see nothing happening. God says, let faith arise. Not in yourself. Not in America. Let faith arise in the Lord. And put your eyes on Him. And watch what He does through you. If you're available... If you're available, He will do incredible things. And I know there are moments where that's hard to believe. I know. Because again, even as I speak these things, I, I'm, I'm a person <laughs> who just a few days ago was sitting there and I'm like, really, Lord? <laughs> I feel none of this. And the Lord says, just be my instrument. And the Lord says to you, just be His instrument. Because we're the body. I'm just one piece of the body. We are the body. Let's be used of Him. Lord, thank You that for Your fire that we've felt this morning as we've worshipped You. And I pray, Lord, that that fire would cleanse us. And I pray, Lord, that that fire would flow through us And it would be supernatural love, Lord, to love those around us. Lord, protect our hearts from getting swept into the things of the day. Being swept into, Lord, the the wars that are happening. Lord, allow us just to place our eyes on you and to be fully used of you. Thank you, Lord, for each one in here. Thank you, Lord, that I am a part of a family. Thank you, Lord, that I don't understand how you're going to do it, but I know that you're going to do suddenlies, and I know that ultimately you're going to win, and all will bow to you. Thank you, Lord, that you've saved us. Thank you, Lord, that you've paid for every wrong thing we've done and said. Lord, you've paid and we're clean and we stand before you clean. Thank you for that gift. In Jesus' name, amen.